There's so, so much. I don't even have the capacity to know. It's like kindergartners arguing about calculus. Like, <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. And so that is the place I think we go to. And then we say, that's why we have Jesus, because none of us are ever going to get it right. And so the pursuit yeah. of getting it right is contradictory to us humbling ourselves and saying, this is why we need a Savior. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson, and Holly Gerth, writers and real-life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected. So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together. More than small talk friends. Thanks for joining us for our series about loving like Jesus. We've talked about loving people who disagree with us, loving people who are different than us, loving people who are the opposite of us, specifically introvert, extrovert. And this week we are wrapping up with loving people who don't believe like us. And this week we are joined by Kara Culver. Hey, our amazing <laughs> producer. The last three, we had Richard Eller with us, counselor, awesome guy and husband to Susie. So if you missed hearing from Richard, you need to go back. He mm -hmm. had so much wisdom to share with us. Such good stuff. So we are excited about talking about this in a slightly new way this week. Yeah. So loving people who don't believe like us, you know, as we were talking about this, we want to specifically talk about people who are of our same faith, because this is a deal right now yeah. is that there's a lot of, of inter conflict among Jesus people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so we really wanted to talk about that. So here's the confession question. Have you ever struggled with unbelief? Within your faith, within your faith, even as you believe, you know, you remember that scripture, I believe that helped me with my unbelief. Have you ever struggled with unbelief and what does that look like? Um, I'll just share one moment. I had miscarried for the first time and then ended up getting pregnant very quickly again. And then four months later, like miscarried again. And so, oh, um, so I would say the first time I, there wasn't like a real crisis of faith because there wasn't time for that. But the second one seemed like I was grieving double time. And there were um, a lot of questions and a lot of wrestling while people were watching me wrestle it out. Meaning that a lot of people knew what we were going through, knew that I was in leadership. And there were a lot of people looking to me and I was just like, God, where are you in this? Like, where are you? And I had to wrestle that out. Well, people watch me, but I I just needed to know, like, where are you in this moment where everything, you know, is crumbling and I don't know what to do with it. So it looked like yeah. a lot of crying and a lot of pulling back. And I think that probably that crisis of faith and wondering looked a lot like maybe if bitterness or anger or there was a little bit of that going through the grieving state, stages, but it didn't look like my normal. And so it was very noticeable in that. Usually there's a softer demeanor and there was just a lot of questions and you could see it on my face and everything. So it looked, yeah. uh, it looked like a wrestle. It looked like a wrestling match, but it was just me and Jesus, you know? Yeah, I would say 
I grew up in a setting where there was some legalism. And so when I went off to college 10 hours away and no one knew me, I thought, I'm going to try breaking the rules, you know, and (laughs) that was a very lonely season of my life. And I look back and I wonder if part of it was because I didn't feel like I had permission to ask the hard questions that I was wrestling so with. Yes. So good. You know, because yeah, we're yeah. talking about people who believe differently than us. And mm-hmm. I was really afraid to mm-hmm. believe differently about anything. Right. Even yeah. like what kind Same. of music was okay to listen to, yep. mm-hmm. you know? And I wish that I had had a space where someone had said, Holly, it's okay to explore your faith. Yeah. yeah. It is okay to say, this is what I was taught to believe. Now, how do I make that my own? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. felt like my only option was all or nothing, like either mm. r- yeah. rigid rules or rebellion. And I feel like the journey that God has brought me on is teaching what, what grace actually means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Love I that. wish I'd known that back then. And mm-hmm. so I wonder if sometimes that's where what we would label as unbelief comes from. It's really just a lack of a safe space to ask legitimate questions. Yeah. My parents gave me a safe space. Thankfully, I just didn't always feel it in other places. And now that I'm thinking about it, it may even have been more that I had a hard time giving myself permission to even ask those questions. Yeah. And so that was a season in my life where I I struggled. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the heart of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Carrie, you had something to say as we started yeah. this conversation. Well, I mean, I I, I just think that we're all struggling right now. If we're honest, I think the last few years have brought up a lot of questions for a lot of people. And your husband, Richard earlier, so wisely pointed out, they've kicked all of our fight and flight into like the highest gears. (laughs) And so I think for some people that has caused us to question a lot of things. It's caused a lot of uncertainty and like, I'm just not sure. I thought this for so long and now I'm questioning a lot of things. And then I think it's caused maybe some of the older generation Mm -hmm. to kind of buckle down and say, no, but we know this works. And like, they've, they've felt a lot of fear. And so they're buckling down and saying, no, this is how we feel safe. We're all struggling (laughs) and we're all dealing with that in our own ways and in ways that are comfortable to us. But that's leading to a lot of division and fighting and confusion. Yeah. And it's hard because when you're talking about that within the church, it comes with a lot of pressure Mm -hmm. because I also grew up in a setting where I felt like I had to have the right answer. Right. And so I think that's what's making it hard is when people start asking questions, there's a number of different people and a variety of different issues who are like, no, this is the right answer. No, this is the right. No, this is right. Mm -hmm. And they're all going, no, but this is what the Bible says. And then there's a bunch of people going, okay, so which one is it? Like if it's all, if everybody feels that way a hundred percent, I am super confused. Mm -hmm. I don't know which way is Jesus way. Like, so I think there's a whole lot of people feeling all of those things right now. And that's what makes this particularly sticky. It does. (laughs) And and I think even as you said, you know, they bring the Bible to the table and, Mm -hmm. and I want to say sometimes it, 
Kind of, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Kind of, yeah, it says that. But if you look at it in context, and scripture has to support scripture, yeah. if you look at the total picture, no, it doesn't say that at all. Right. You know, Richard brought up, you know, when it has to do with women in the church, others. Listen, we can go back and we can see where people built entire doctrines on a scripture that put people into oppression, slavery being yeah, one of them. Yeah, so yeah, we great. can we can look at those things and say, hey, we've made mistakes in the past. Is it possible we're making a mistake now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so this is the question was, have you ever struggled with unbelief within your faith? I think we all have unless yes. unless we're just out there and saying no to to have any unbelief is completely wrong and that makes you a sinner Mm-mm. which is not right yeah <laughs> but also Jesus died for sinners so welcome to the club yeah like, yeah that's yeah. kind of the point <laughs> yeah yeah and so so lately um i have been listening i've been i've been on this listening i say at 55 i i love this scripture where i say it tells the people because god is trying to speak to them listen with your ears mm-hmm. wide open mm-hmm. he says i've been really trying to listen with my ears wide open mm-hmm. and what i'm hearing is people saying suze just like you said mm-hmm. this 100 percent black or white this is the only way that you can believe or you're wrong mm-hmm. is creating a lot of damage. Yeah. It's yeah. creating a lot of damage. It's creating it in the church. It's creating with, with innocent bystanders like mm-hmm. shrapnel. Yeah. They're watching us infighting over these things and saying, oh, if that's Christianity, I don't want that at all. Yeah. And the truth is, when I look at the life of Jesus, man, he broke a lot of rules. He broke a lot of misconceptions. I think about him being inside the house with Matthew around the table with Matthew's friends. And literally there were people outside the door mm-hmm. saying, Jesus, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My way is right. And I am so angry at this. I'm ripping my clothes off myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm tearing at my clothes. I'm gnashing my teeth. I'm in anger. So I've just been in this place where I'm saying, Lord, I've been taught this. And I hear people that I respect saying it's a hundred percent this way or no way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not sure I believe that anymore. And I think we're talking about like a variety of issues. We're not talking about is Jesus the way, the truth and the life or right. not. 100%. We're talking about a lot of minor issues and other things that fall under that umbrella Yeah, that people are saying, no, it's this way or the highway. There's no gray. There's no questioning allowed. If you even have a conversation about this, then you're, no, sorry, you're compromising. It's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Do I, do I see Jesus seeking the woman out at the well and having a conversation? Yeah. And And how many times, like you're saying, how many times did Jesus do the exact opposite of what the religious leaders wanted him to do? And they were like, what are you doing? You're breaking all the rules. (laughs) And they like got so upset. And he's like, listen, the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. And like so many times he did that. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. So yeah, Jesus stands. We'll just make this the core of the conversation. So yeah. So if you're out there thinking, oh no, they're they're losing their way. Jesus stands. Yes. He's the way, the truth, the life. He's the way. And and so we're not we're not talking about that. We're talking about 
when we as believers believe that core belief, but we're very, very divided on other things. Yes. Thanks so much for joining us for this conversation. We have a Facebook group. And so if you're not a part of that yet, take a moment right now, hop over there and join us. We love connecting with you and we are so thankful for all the ways you've been a part of this podcast. We're looking forward to more. I think what is confusing for a lot of people, and I think that what I would love to bring to the the table in this with the generations is that if it just sounded a less um, based on fear, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. we care about people and we want everybody to come to faith, right? Mm-hmm. But in their, when they're in the struggle and they're wrestling, mm-hmm. if we can bring love and grace instead of the fear that we're going to lose them, mm-hmm. because fear makes us, you know, grip our fists, right? Yeah. But then when we release and we just were open handed. Mm-hmm. And so I just think that when it sounds angry and forceful mm-hmm. and all of those things, I think that people are naturally, especially if they're wrestling, are going to move away from you. Yep. So how do we become like Jesus and say, it's safe for you to wrestle here? Mm-hmm. I mean, like thinking about mm-hmm. Jacob, like he wrestled in the dark, you know, mm-hmm. until his hip. I mean, like he <laughs> was not going to let go. And I think that if we can look at those who love Jesus and have some really big questions, maybe that were factored in by spiritual abuse or trauma or mm-hmm. whatever, if we let them wrestle it out and know that they're going to cling to Jesus and get up differently then like wrestle it out, you know, but I'm just going to, you know, Jacob sent his people across the bridge, you know, like he had all these wives and all these people, you know, (laughs) and they needed to be out of the way because there's so many voices. And that's what I feel like Mm -hmm. with this. There's so many voices. So So if we could just let people wrestle it out and be like, you're safe here, you know, Mm -hmm. do you need to tap out? Do you need advice? Do you need love? Do you need prayer? Yeah. But like, we don't have to be mean. And we, <laughs> we're, we're not going to like my daughter is she's 18. She's going to be 19. And she has a lot of mm-hmm. questions. But yeah. if I love her through it instead of saying you can't believe, you know, yeah. I've seen where I've had a death grip on her faith mm. and where I've had to be like, this is yours. Yeah. You know, like oh, I'll be so here. Good. Yeah. It's yours. It's interesting. It's not I'm, I can't push this on you. It's your faith, mm. you know, and that's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think I was thinking the same thing that when people are clinging to certainty, it's often because they're very afraid. Yeah. Like that almost helps me when someone Mm -hmm. approaches something that way. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, you're so scared, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're so afraid right now. You sound so angry and so, you know, insistent about this. And that must mean you are really afraid. Mm. And I think that it helps me to start with saying, who's right? None of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we are all wrong right. in some degree. So yeah. Like, so not true. one of us is going to show up in heaven and go, I uh, knew it. Yeah. <laughs> Called it. I yeah. got it. Exactly right. Well, think about this. Like, I, somebody smarter than me has pointed this out before. It's probably Anson in this <laughs> building. He's very smart. Think about when Jesus came to earth. There were all of these super smart people who dedicated their life to studying the scriptures and the prophecies about what the Messiah was going to look like when he came. Exactly. Guess what? They were all wrong. <laughs> like, yeah. none of them got it right. They were all like, what in the world? The Messiah is not supposed to die. That's not right. 
And so they all got it wrong, but they dedicated their life to that study. And so there's some humility that has to come with that, right? Like so humility good. is key. There's yes. gotta be some humility. So like, good. Because yeah. our human tendency is, well, then I just need to try to keep figuring it out, figure yes. it out, figure it out. Right. And I think the opposite is true. Like when I can get to a place of calm with this is I close my eyes and I picture the shore of the ocean that spreads across the whole world. And I say, God, what I am capable of knowing about you as a human mm. is a grain of sand on the shore of eternity. Mm. Like there's so, so much. I don't even have the capacity mm -mm. to know. Mm. It's like kindergartners arguing about calculus. Like, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And so that is the place I think we go to. And then mm. we say, that's why we have Jesus, mm -hmm. because none of us are ever going to get it right. And so the pursuit yeah. of getting it right it's contradictory to us humbling ourselves and saying, this is why we need a savior. Oh my yeah. goodness. Because the only thing we Flowerful. need to know is Jesus. <laughs> That's right. Mm -hmm. And everything else is covered by his blood and what he did for us. Right. Mm. And when we get to heaven, we'll know. Mm. Like, you know? Yeah. I feel like that, that is the sermon I've been needing to hear. Yeah. Really? Honestly. Beautiful. Yeah. That is beautiful. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what else yeah. to say. Because, <laughs> but but I, th I think it takes the pressure off. Like, yeah. I'll tell you what that just did for me. I can listen and I can understand that I come to the table with some things wrong mm -hmm. because this is vast and big. And they're coming to the table with some things wrong. But maybe they're coming to the table with some things right, too. Yeah. And me, too. And maybe together. We can just understand who Jesus is and let him do what he can do in both of us. I mean, I, it takes the pressure off for it me, does. Holly. Mm -hmm. you, you just did that mm -hmm. in a really Beautiful. succinct way. There's a song by Need to Breathe that I keep thinking about while we're mm -hmm. sitting here talking. They have a whole album called Into the Mystery, and I think it's about a lot of these struggles. At least one of the band members was a pastor's kid and has struggled with a lot of these questions. There's one song in particular where he says, I say, God, I'm only human. You mm. say, that's what I'm here for. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, it's such a beautiful song. And every time I listen to it, I feel like I just take this deep breath. And he even says right before that, Susie, I don't need silver linings. I don't need so much more. I just need room to be wrong sometimes. That's yeah. all I'm asking for. Yes. Like, and this then just the best conversation. It's so beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, that does bring a lot of freedom and relief. It does. Yeah. It brings calm to my heart, peace yeah. to my heart when I mm -hmm. say that. And it transitions us from a position of pride to humility and from that desperate need for certainty to curiosity, Yeah, mm. you know, because then we have room to be curious, which I think is a very childlike thing. Mm. And I think that's part of why Jesus said like faith, like a, a child, child. Yeah. Yeah. children are endlessly curious, they are. you know, why this, why that? Like yeah. they're just exploring their world and they are constantly getting it wrong. Like, yeah. you know, for sure. like yeah. this guy's not blue because the Smurfs made it. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. but they're curious, yeah. like they're learning. And so mm. I think yeah. that staying in a posture of curiosity and humility mm. is counter to where a lot of our culture is right now yeah. and can help us love like Jesus. Yeah. Mm. That's so good. And I do think that there's a lot of love and if, 
if, you know, someone's feeling like I, I got it wrong, you know, I, I got it wrong. I was angry, but there's a lot of love. And I, I think just humbling ourselves and say, you know what, that sounded angry, but it's because I love you and I care. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that we can, we can say those things. And mm-hmm. I, I think it's beautiful and it bridges the gap mm-hmm. to where we can come together instead of, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. further apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys mind if I am missing and just pray over us as mm-hmm. believers? Would yeah. that be okay? Um. Lord, we need you, (laughs) and this is who you are. We need you as a church. We need you as your creation. And God, there are people watching, and they're a little confused by the anger that they see. They're confused if this is you, and God, we just ask that you help us all, Lord, to come to a place of humility, to understand that we don't know what we don't know. And to wrap around what we do know, which is you stand, (laughs) you, you, Father, we can wrap our heart around together. And in that unity, um, there is power, God. And so I just, I come to you, all of us come to you. And we ask, Father, that um, we take our eyes off of ourselves and our opinions and what we think we believe, what we think others should believe. And Lord, I'm praying this specifically for myself as well. Um, And we just put our eyes on you and love you and love each other in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.